Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering Open 24 Hours, which came out in 2018 and is another Keith request. I think this is the last group of requests from Keith that we'll have for a little while before we schedule some more. (laughs) But yeah. But before we go into the reveal, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So been over caffeinating myself, so I decided to go with something a little more soothing. I went with the Republic of Tea Calm Collection, the Relaxed Tea. The Relaxed Tea has organic red rubos, cinnamon, orange flavor, dandelion root, orange peel, ginger root, and vanilla flavor. And it's definitely one of those teas that like, if I need a little comfort drink, because I've had a bad day, this is a good one. This is a good one. Now I'm having a repeat. (laughs) I'm doing Bigelow's Chamomile Vanilla and Honey Herbal Tea. It's got chamomile, natural vanilla and honey flavors with other natural flavors and licorice root. Nice. And thank you to the Republic of Tea for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So I'm going to modify the IMDb summary because it's... (sighs) Well, accurate, technically, it's not like, anyway. So this uh, woman, her boyfriend was a serial killer, and he forced her to watch some of the victims that he killed. And she finally had had enough and lit his house on fire. And uh, with him in it. Yeah, with him in it, in an attempt to kill him. And. So she's now, the movie jumps to where she just, the movie jumps to where she got out of uh, prison for lighting him on fire. (laughs) And she gets a job at one of those 24-hour gas stations. And some strange stuff starts happening afterwards, which may or may not be. So for entertainment, this movie... Is frustrating. I don't know what to rate this movie. Because on the one hand, I love the movies that play with your mind. And you don't know what if what you're watching is true or if it's all in the character's head. Because obviously, it's through the character's perspective. This movie... This movie... It like starts off making you think that everything's an illusion. But then... Later on, it commits to, no, her boyfriend that you thought was probably dead from being lit on fire is actually alive and he escaped from prison. And then uh, and then you're committed to believing that he's real. But then at the end of the movie, whenever she wakes up after like uh, falling asleep or passing out or whatever, he is not there anymore. And it kind of makes me wonder... At that point in time in the movie, I was wondering if it really was in her head or if it was really, it was actually real. So I kind of wish that the movie is like, 
yeah, play on whether or not a, a person is actually there or if it's in her head. But I feel like they didn't do a good job with that. Like instead, they made it more confusing than anything. It's like I just wish they would have committed to it either actually being real, which would be kind of stupid, honestly, or it being well, in her head. It was real. He had just gotten away because she passed out. Okay. See, it's like that's what I assumed was happened, but at the same because time, it did make me wonder. In the very next scene, when she was sweeping up hair at a salon, he was there again. But then it could have been in her head, you know? Could have. If it was raining at the time, it would have. I don't think it was raining when she was in the salon, though. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. Like, if, if they had, like, what I was thinking was, was going to happen, um, which I think would have been the, the better scenario, is in her head, yeah, all of this is real, and the movie does different things to play with, with you on, like, whether or not it's in her head or not, but then at the very end, you find out that she was, like, so deep in her episode that she was the one committing the murders, and that's why it felt so tangible, because she was the one actually doing the killings, and then she... preferred that. Yeah, it's like, that is such a... It's like, I know it's been done before, but that is such a more cool, like, ending than, oh, she is trying to get back on her feet from her terrible serial killer boyfriend, but then he escapes and is killing people again, and then he escapes, and she just continues to try on her life, and then he, like... Yeah, is, if you're gonna she's make to him suffer. real, yeah. at least have that full closure of, he's dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, it's done, it's over, she can finally move on. <laughs> yeah, like, this one I'm really dancing between a 7.25 and a 7.5. Like, I, well, I, or actually, I'm kind of dancing between a 7 and 7.25. I, I think I will, I think I'll go with a 7.25. Because I was really wishing like if if this movie would have committed to what i thought they were going to commit to this would have easily been like a 7.5 7.75 like a movie i would want to watch again because i love movies that like trick you know try and play with their audience like that but they didn't commit to it instead they're like oh we're going to make him real um and also one thing that was really frustrating i don't know if you got this too but I feel like they made her hallucinations like way too frequent. Like it was all the time. A little bit, especially since she's supposed to be on medication for it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, well, it kind of translates to the realism, I mean, but even if they had made them as frequent as they did, but made them a bit more subtle. Yeah. Like that would have been better. Yeah. It's like they made them way too frequent and they made them way too obvious. And so I feel like if they would have toned it down, just almost done it like a, not a perfect example, but like identity where, mm -hmm. where you kind of go in thinking that, you know, it's a real situation. And then you find out later, oh, it's actually in a person's head and it's like symbolic of the identities or whatever. It's like if they did it something like that, where it was her fighting maybe uh, her old self before she was traumatized to her new self versus like the killer. And then the killer like somehow like wins in her head and then she becomes the killer 
or, you know, something like that to just kind of like mess with your head. Or even if it was uh, more on the identity thing where, you know, they put us in the situation that's all in her head. And then we find out that it was her fighting between moving on and creating a better life for herself versus being trapped in her trauma. And she wins out and is able to move on. Cause that's, that's the unsatisfying thing about this movie is she never really moves on from her trauma, which is understandable because Holy shit. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's many of them. Yeah. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I was rooting for her and I wanted her mm-hmm. to be able to start over. And the movie doesn't really give you that satisfaction, um, yeah. which is why I think it would be better to either fully commit, have her be, you know, go insane and become the killer herself or do that situation where it's a big, like gigantic, like fight through the whole movie of her, like fighting between herself and all of that. And then she ends up being triumphant. And, <sighs> The the movie was fairly predictable. It's just one of those movies that was just like really, they just kind of beat you over the head with the obvious. And that kind of made it a little bit less engaging. And it's like, I, I was honestly kind of disappointed that they made the boyfriend real, which at the end, I know there's kind of that hiccup on like, maybe he did escape and he actually was real or maybe it was in her head. Like I can see that going either way, potentially, But like I said, I just wish they would have committed way more on if you're going to give her hallucinations, have that actually center around the plot and actually direct where the movie is going rather than it being this like really like shove in your face, like obvious thing, but then like take it a different direction. Yeah. So that's my that's my thoughts for entertainment. Yeah, I give it a 6.5. There are just aspects of it that are rough around the edges and are a little grating. And um, it just falls a little short. So, like, it's it's almost there, but it needed more polish. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like, pick one. And if you have her hallucinating all this stuff, then a lot of it could have been a hallucination. And have her thrown back in a psych ward or something at the end showing that she couldn't get past it yeah or make the hallucinations more subtle and use them more in the movie as a bigger plot device yeah mean something (laughs) not just yeah like because i feel like it was used in the beginning through to like the middle and then once you find out that he is actually there then she doesn't have any more hallucinations again after that. Or they could have so. totally done it to where she thinks she's okay. But like in the background, you see one of the victims that we see like walking like casually yeah. or to where she thinks she's okay. And then as time progresses, she's like, Oh crap, I'm not okay. It's yeah. like, yeah, like, ah, so much potential. <laughs> really hard, really fast in the movie. Yes. So, yes, I mean, I can see like certain triggers making something like that happen, but she's also supposed to be on meds for it. And she has been taking them. And every time she has like a really bad episode, she takes another. So which dangerous a little bit. 
Uh, you're not supposed to pop them like candy every time. It's not like every That's time you get a, a headache, you get a you put in some Advil. Like you have a strict yeah, schedule for that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's not how that works at all, especially with like antipsychotic kind of meds. Yeah, like you don't no. want to mess with those. Those are hard stuff. It's important to stay yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, <laughs> these are not an as needed pop and pill <laughs> no. style kind of thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, I do like some of the humor in there and um, some of the the reactions that certain characters had. Like in the the beginning, at the very beginning, this movie kind of tricked me a little bit. Um, when she first started telling her story and why she was convicted of a felony to the the potential boss, mm-hmm. um, I actually ended up asking about twenty seconds before. The boss did. Did he deserve it? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm going to love this movie. This is great. No, it, it just kind of disappointed me a little bit <laughs> after that from like then on. <laughs> so it was a little frustrating. <laughs> um, I, I liked a lot of the interactions, not all of them, but a lot of the interactions between the characters. They were varied. Mm hmm. And I liked seeing the different responses to her getting out, like the friend yeah. being very supportive and really being the only one that's truly in her corner. Yeah. Um, the the new boss being hesitant, but wanting to give her a chance and wanting to believe the best in her. The parole officer just trying to keep her on the right track, but he's clearly got other things on his mind and all. So she's not his first priority. He doesn't fully believe that she's going to make it, but he's willing to work with her on it. Yeah. Like I kind of got, especially in the beginning, um, Mm -hmm. right before he leaves her apartment, I kind of got the sense that he was more on her side than not on her side, but he was supposed to, as a parole officer, he's yeah. supposed to be kind of the neutral party because he has to be able to convey any concerns he has to other people. Yeah. Uh, but I, I felt, I got the inkling that he was more on her side than not. Like he wanted her to succeed. Yeah. I got that for the most part, but at the same time, he still came across as a bit of an a-hole and yeah. like kind of, She's clearly the underdog in the situation. Yeah. Um, Which I don't I have a... That could be just the normal dynamic between Pearl off. I don't know, but... No idea. Anyways. I'm sure it depends on the situation, too. Yeah. And the officer. Like, it depends on a lot of different variables. Yeah. But I like the, the interaction between her and the co-worker that trains her. Um, there's a lot in the realism there that I just... I we'll get to mm-hmm. um the the different customers that come in i like that they're varied as well mm-hmm. including i don't really like it but it is fairly realistic the um the really oogie first customer yeah yeah yep. fan yep. accurate not a fan <laughs> yeah so and she is actually of age because uh, I've gone through a very similar experience, but I was like 15 or 16 at the time. And it was like yeah. a 40-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's gross out there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there's um, a lot of good guys out there, but there's some yeah, really oogie some... ones. 
There's some that give them a bad name, for sure. Uh, there's some stupid decisions that are made in the movie. Yes. That make it very frustrating. Um, we'll get to that again in the realism. But it it does feel a little ambiguous at the end. A little bit. And frustrating. Like, if you take it as he's alive and he just escaped, then it's incredibly frustrating that she just passed out. Yeah, and then he's like, like she fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's just, you know, on his merry way to kill again another day. Well, plus, like, <laughs> he was after her to kill her. So why wouldn't he just get up? Like, he could he had the perfect opportunity to because kill her. Because the game you know? wasn't over. It wouldn't have been satisfying uh, for him if she was just passed out. <sighs> That's how it is. <sighs> so... I get it, um, but if it was in her head, then that's just as frustrating. Yeah. And if it is in her head, it, again, we'll get to this in the realism, but she would have been arrested again <laughs> for all the carnage because it would have been her. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, with that being said, let's go ahead to the realism so I can yes. do an actual rant there. <laughs> yeah, I am very interested to hear what you have to say about the realism. So, like, such potential. Yeah, so even I found some very glaringly obvious things. I'm like, oh, okay. So, for realism, I would give it a two. <laughs> like, uh, I'll first touch on, like, the more realistic aspect. The more realistic aspect is, you know, people blaming her and not completely understanding what she was going through in that situation and considering her, you know, almost as bad as the killer boyfriend himself because they're like, Oh, she just sat back uh, and like watched it happen and didn't do anything. But it's like, you know, it's one of those things where uh, you can see her perspective too. I was like, well, you've, it's like you've seen what he's capable of. So you wouldn't want to, you don't want to be killed the way that they're being killed, especially with him threatening her whole family. Yeah. She was basically a hostage. Yeah. So I thought that dynamic was um, realistic, but (laughs) so the, the very first premise of her being let out She was very, just like watching her for like 15 minutes, it was very obvious that she was unstable. And there's no way that they would have let her out. Like, I know it sounded like she was trying to play it off that she was fine, and that's why they let her out. But, I mean, with how obvious she is, with like the reactions and the parole officer like being like, is everything okay? Or even the customers being like, is everything okay? Like, the fact that she can't even do like normal everyday stuff without having an episode, they would have caught that while she was in prison. There's no way she would have been able to let that slide. Like, you know, it'd be different if they had it to where she is very subtle with her reactions, where she saw them, but she's like, no, I, I shouldn't react because I don't want to get put away again. Yeah, but no. Close your eyes, deep breath, maybe counting a little bit. Yeah, but no, she was like so obvious with it. I'm like, nope, they, nope, <laughs> that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Um, and then <sighs> whenever the killer leaves the room and she gets untied, the 
freaking coworker was like, don't untie me, go get the gun. While, while the gun is obviously important, there is strength in numbers. And yes. I really, I think that if they would have prioritized like getting him loose, that would have been two against one. Like she could have been then trying to get the gun while he's watching her back. And then they, and even if like they can't get the gun, it's two people hitting or trying to attack like this one guy. Yeah. Like, ah. And then also, huge coincidence that not only was her boyfriend like loose, but the victim's, uh, one of the victim's parents like knew where she worked or stumbled upon the fact that uh, where she worked and then also attacked her wearing almost the exact same thing. Like all of that is like just a huge coinky dink that no, I'm pretty sure some of it was public knowledge, especially with the trial. But I feel like because she had been calling her home too, she was watching her. Yeah. But it's like, could have easily followed her to the gas station. That's that's possible. But the fact that, like, as a victim's mom, when you know that he was wearing a raincoat, it's like, why would you wear the exact same raincoat when your daughter was the victim? Like, it would... Poetic se- justice. Yeah, but it's like, it'd be seem like you're... I don't know. It was, it was just kind of a quinky dink that the exact same night that the victim's mom came to attack her, that her boyfriend then came to yeah. attack her. It was uh, it was definitely a huge coincidence there. And then also like how did the boyfriend like even like find her there? And it's like, yeah, just so many quinky dinks. And even that the prison was close enough that it was where she'd be uh working. Because a lot of the times people in the justice system are moved to completely separate states than where mm-hmm. they committed the crime. You know, for for wherever there's room and also I'm sure for like safety reasons mm-hmm. just ah and then my last point whenever she went to call 911 towards the end of the movie before she passes out the 911 uh, operator is like hello hello but then proceeds to not send anyone to at least check that everything's okay no like yeah, that that's not how nine one one operators work. Like they would have sent someone, and they would have found her passed out, and maybe he would have still been passed out too, and you know, would have been able to catch him or or whatever. But yeah, the fact that she just woke up to nothing is b- BS. But yep, ready for your rant. <laughs> so I also give it a two. Hey, I I don't like how the the friend gave horrible advice of don't tell the doctor the meds aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. That's a big red flag. Like if she's having hallucinations that bad and that frequently, that's a emergency call to the doctor. Like right then and there, that's when you get the phone out and, and call the doctor. Um, I can understand her not wanting to be sent back, but I don't feel like they would have sent her back like that just because of, you know, the meds not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. They would have adjusted it and they would have tried to get her on it as soon as possible and see if that helped and probably have her go a couple extra sessions that week or the next 
just to make sure that everything's okay while it's getting through her system. Yeah. But they wouldn't just automatically, nope, you're having hallucinations, you're going right back. Yeah. That's not how it works. <laughs> I know they didn't bring it up. It's like, I kind of, uh, I'm surprised that they didn't talk about therapy at all. Because if she's on yeah. psych meds. Oh, that would have been court mandated therapy. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I can picture uh, the city or county not paying for it. Like she's required to pay for it. Yeah. But at least like saying you need to have this many sessions within the span of time or whatever. It would have been a stipulation of her parole. Yeah. That you need to have X amount of sessions per month. Yeah, for sure. At the very least. But yeah. Um, Then when she's hired on, she's starting to work that very night with nothing being put in the system or anything. And when she shows Mm -hmm. up, she gets about three minutes of training, maybe, quote unquote, training. Mm -hmm. And then he leaves. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's no one staying there with her, showing her where stuff is, what the routines are, what keys go where, how they like things done, how to close out the register. Because you do need to cycle through that stuff on a regular basis. So, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have, to, I have to wonder if the people that made the movie has worked retail at all. Because (laughs) it's way more complicated than that. Even like an overnight shift, which would, you know, uh, probably be, well, no, because overnight shift, they typically will be like, oh, well, you're going to deal with like the restocking and stuff like that since you have nothing else to do. I don't know. I feel like they would need at least two people anyway, even if it's a tiny store, just for safety reasons. Well, I know gas stations, it's very common for it to just be one person and it, yeah it is a yes. very dangerous because unfortunately you hear about like robberies yeah. and All shootings happen in ga- gas stations and it's always the clerk that yeah gets screwed over yeah um but no it's very common for it to be one person unfortunately <sighs> it is very dangerous well i mean at the very least on the first night though it's not gonna happen or yeah it shouldn't happen yeah that's just neglect at that point yeah um there's also about 30 keys Attached to that lanyard, by the way, for like four doors. And the description of like this key, the like the description wasn't like big enough to where it's like no, the keys aren't that different from each yeah, other. No, they all look the same. So no, um, when she rings up the friend, I want to know where they are. That a six pack of beer and a pack of cigarettes is nine seventy five. Yeah, that was bullshit. But the bag of chips was three fifty. Yeah, (laughs) like the pricing was kind of outrageous. A little bit. Like it was so varied. (laughs) Extremely. And then at one point, she she had rung up the bag of chips and all, and then she was saying it was like eleven something for the total, but the screen still showed like three fifty. Oh, consistency is key. Mm Hmm. Um, you can also see through the shelves throughout the store. So when the lady does come to attack her, the mom of one of the victims, why didn't she use that to her advantage? She should have easily been able to see that the lady was on the next aisle over. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and some of that could have just been her panic and stupidity, but she was clearly looking around like there's a 
part on like every shelf level that's completely see-through use it yeah <laughs> so um they also had the thinnest door ever that the lady was stabbing through like it wasn't even plywood it looks like cardboard like it was bad <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I know they use fake doors a lot when they're like jumping through them and all that, but this one was like a little too obvious <laughs> and it, it kind of detracted a lot. Um, <laughs> they're also incredibly inconsistent with the wounds that she gets, like the cut on her arm, the cut on her hand, where the wires cut in on her wrists. They're there in some scenes and not there in others, especially the one on her hand. When she runs out of the, the building and there's an officer there and she puts her hands up, it's not. Oh, <laughs> good eye. Yeah. Um, and again, when she falls asleep after all is said and done and his he's conveniently gone. No. <laughs> so um, the only one that ever really followed through was the killer dude. Like, if you're in that kind of situation and you're fighting for your life and you, let's just say, hit them over the head, why would you stop there? If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if he gets up, he's going to continue to try to kill you, why would you stop there? Yeah, maybe it was the um, the self-defense thing where it's like once you know someone's incapacitated, you're not supposed to continue to hurt But he wasn't them. fully incapacitated whenever they were, like, attacking him. Like, they'd hit him and then they'd run away, but he wasn't fully down. Like, he wasn't even unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was thinking <laughs> was more like the antlers. Yeah. Yeah. I take it back. The cop also followed through, the parole officer. He followed through with the um, the victim's mom that was attacking her. Yeah. He let off several shots. Yeah. <laughs> she was definitely dead. Yeah, I love how she asked if uh, she was dead, and he's like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, she did. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. It's like, yeah. that. that's when you know you've done enough. If you're like, no doubt in your head is the attacker dead. I mean, I still would have checked, but still. <laughs> but didn't he, like, uh, shoot her in the head? Or no, it was just in the chest. I think it was mostly the chest. He might have also got her in the head. I'm not sure. I'd have to rewatch that part. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. So it was the parole officer and the killer dude. <laughs> We're the only ones that followed through. Which so. makes sense because they both uh, have experience in that. So I suppose there's no guarantee that the parole officer would have. Yeah, but he's been trained for it. He's been trained, yes. But it doesn't always translate to actual real world scenarios Fair. and experience. Fair. Anyway, that's <laughs> what I got. <laughs> It was just very irksome that nobody follows through and they're doing stupid things like not looking through the visible portions of the shelves. <laughs> yeah, like, like overall, it's an okay movie. I, it's all right. I, I just see a lot of potential that could have made it like so much better, like yes. would have been like a go to like, this is a cool movie. Instead, but. it becomes one that, honestly, it'll blend with other movies. Yeah. And it's kind of like white noise. Yeah, I agree. So. But thank I'm you. I'm glad I watched it. Just yeah. 
Yeah, it's just I'm one of those a little frustrated at the lost potential. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know that seems to be the problem with a lot of like these types of horror movies, where it's like yeah. you can totally see. And it's, well, it's this one specifically, since I was thinking that's where they were going to take it, it just feels like they copped out on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they changed gears halfway through. Yeah. Like they, they lost sight of what they were actually trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But thank you everyone for joining us today and let us know what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea, you can leave us a comment or join our Discord server. And if you'd like to keep up to date with our content, you can find our link tree listed below. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring and a PayPal donate button if you would like to support us monetarily. And our Republic of Tea affiliate link will be linked down below. It does not affect the price of the tea. It just helps us continue to do what we love. And you can find all of the sites mentioned linked below. But until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.